Welcome to the Conquer Your Battlefield podcast, where we come together to discuss some of the more significant struggles and metaphorical battlefields that we faced along our journeys and share some insight on how we've conquered them. I'm JD McGivney, and today I'll be chatting with one of the most positive and outgoing people I personally know. He's the executive producer. Uh, he's the protect that is the executive production manager for the United Wrestling Network, and once built a coffin to bury someone alive just for the entertainment of television. <laughs> Mr. Nick Bonanno, how you doing today? Cheers, JD. I'm doing great. And uh, cheers. In the, <laughs> I love that. That is my the second uh, moment that I'm known for is the, uh, building the coffin in my backyard. There's also a uh, I have a body bag in my backyard, also used for wrestling. I, I assure you, it's for it's for TV. <laughs> well, these these are the things that need to be you know mentioned and, and brought up like right at the gate, just so you know it's not a surprise later on. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, you know Nick buried a guy alive one time. <laughs> and today, Nick and I are going to be talking about anger management. Anger management is a psychotherapeutic program for anger prevention and control. Anger is frequently a result of frustration or of feeling blocked or thwarted from something that an individual feels is important. Anger can also be a defensive response to underlying fear or feelings of vulnerability or powerlessness. The root cause of an individual's anger can stem from uh, can stem from any number of things. Part of the goal of anger management techniques is to identify one's main causes of anger in order to analyze them and address them in healthy manners. According to Strive Psychiatry, as of 2019, 7.8% of all people living in the United States have intense, poorly controlled, or inappropriate levels of anger. Nick, the entire time that I have known you, You've mm-hmm. always carried yourself as happy, jovial, smiling, and positive. So when we were talking about what the topic of our chat should be, I got to admit, I was a little <laughs> thrown off and totally taken by surprise by the subject that you chose, which is yeah. evidence that uh, you know we may not always know what our friends and loved ones may be feeling or going through. So how is it that you feel that you have strugg- uh, that you've struggled to manage your anger throughout your life and what methods have you adopted to help you conquer those difficulties now? Fantastic question. A lot of, uh, a lot of things to go into here. So first off, I want to address what you mentioned first and that uh, it was a bit surprising to you that that is the topic that I want to discuss, given that my general demeanor. Uh, I think a lot of people are uh, surprised to hear that for that same kind of reason. I, I feel like I'm pretty even keeled uh, most of the time. Um, yeah. And uh, it's, I'm not really a shouty person either. So that's like, you think of anger management. Sometimes you think of people like throwing, you know, furniture, screaming or kicking dogs. And none of that is, you know, has ever been my, uh, uh, my mantra. Yeah, or whatever, no, no, you know, not at all. So. Like literally anytime, like I think of you or someone says your name, I just always imagine you standing there with like the most like welcoming smile and like demeanor about you. So like, again, like the idea of, you know, anger management being like the topic that you 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 wanted to talk about today, like total mm-hmm. surprise. Sure. And like, that's another thing that makes it so uh, surprising or so concerning if I do get like visibly upset uh, is that it seems like it's really out of nowhere um, because of that, those reasons, uh, you know, that it's like Nick just exploded. Like what's going on here? Like, uh, um, and so I say, so there is a, a number of things that can go into anger management and things like that. So I did go through a, a group program about, I was in 2017, about five years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, which I did not find helpful, but I know some people do find group therapy very helpful. Um, 
from in my experience, it was like the loudest kid in the class gets the attention, um, which I am not the loudest kid generally. So, uh, but luckily for me, uh, I did have other avenues, one of which was uh, uh, through uh, talk therapy. And so that was able to kind of chip in with that. So before we move forward, like when you say talk therapy, like more like one-on-one with a therapist? Correct. Yeah. Gotcha. And especially the reason I ended up going into that, that group, uh, anger management uh, sessions I did, I think I did about six weeks. That's what they gave me uh, once a week for six weeks. And the reason I ended up doing that is because uh, the healthcare provider I had at the time, just, they didn't have the availability to do enough treatment sessions. So I'd get a, I get a, like a psychology appointment, like once a month, which uh, for folks who have, you know, are, have done therapy or, you know, are looking for it once a month for, you know, something that uh, a major thing like anger management is uh, not really getting the kind of care that you need. And so they they threw me into that group to try to get some weekly stuff. But uh, I think just talking person one-on-one to try to figure out what the different things that trigger you are, like you'd mentioned, uh, I think is very, very important. So So before going to uh, therapy, um, do you feel that you are aware of what would set you off or is it like you would just get upset and you weren't quite, you know, cognizant in the moment, you know, as to like really why you would get like, you know, like you would just snap. I would say so beforehand, I didn't think about what I didn't think about why I got certain ways. I might've known like under the surface, but I don't think I could identify it the way that I did once I started noticing it. Cause that was the first thing that they really emphasized. Like don't deny the way that you're feeling just notice how you're experiencing it what happened before then what maybe you know if there's something immediate that triggered i got cut off in traffic or any something like that for example um and let's like okay why did that happen um and it sounds like they were having you practice mindfulness yes that's a great point yes so mindfulness yeah living in the moment experiencing things not trying to be too in your head while at the same time kind of noticing what's in your head and it was through a lot of practice and things like that that i was able to uh, kind of recognize those things, but that was not something that I, I think I would have come to had I not taken the steps to start uh, looking. Essentially, so. it's it's so strange that like you know, like when when someone says you know you have to be mindful and you have to like just be aware of how you're feeling, it's like on the surface you're like, well, I I know how I'm feeling because like I feel this way, but then the the idea of mindfulness is that you have to be you know have to dig a little bit deeper. It's like, oh, I am really feeling this way, but why do I feel this way? And what are like, what are the physical representations of why I feel this way? You can be like, oh, I'm upset. But like, how do I physically feel that I'm upset? Or like, I, I'm angry. Like, what are the physical representations? Like, how do I physically feel? It's like, oh, I'm, I feel warm. I feel like all my muscles are tense. You know, it's hard to move. Like, uh, I feel like my brain feels like mush, like stuff like that. And the idea of uh, with mindfulness is that you're taking note of all these things and it gives you the ability to go, oh, I don't actually like how this feels or, you know, maybe I do like how this feels. But most of the time it's like, oh, I don't really like how this feels. So how do I train my brain to give myself more control so I don't get like this? Which is such a thing you have to do with repetition. Um, yeah. Anything. And say so you mentioned before, like the, the tension of your muscles feel tense. One, literally one of the exercises that I was given in terms of mindfulness and kind of body control or body noticing is just to tense up all your muscles really tight, hold it for like 10 or 15 seconds and just let it go. And just notice how much better you feel after that. And uh, that was something that I was like, 
I, I was, I've always been open to, you know, uh, you know, all different kinds of methods of things. Some things I wasn't totally on board with at first. I'm like, I'll try this, but I don't think it's going to do anything. And even something as simple as tensing up and then letting go uh, made a considerable difference in just how my body felt, which I didn't realize was what then affecting how my brain was reacting to things. So, so it was like the, the, the whole tensing up thing. Was that something you were like, yeah, whatever. But then you just put it off until eventually like, let me try it. No, like I, they made me do it in therapy mm-hmm. sessions. They're like, do it right now. And I was like, all right. And then uh, we talked about how I felt different or how, you know, things like that uh, in the moment. But uh, I would say going back to physical things or physical sensations. Um, one thing that I noticed once I started noticing uh, was that I was, I often would get really, uh, you know, really angry when I was hungry. Um, so have you sir ever felt with a, some called uh, with sometimes uh, it's called hanger. I, I personally have not uh, felt the hanger. Um, I, I've definitely felt like, irritable but i haven't felt like to the point where i was just like enraged i have definitely seen uh full-blown hanger like another yeah. you know another person that i know it's like 99 percent of the time one of the happiest like most like happy-go-lucky people like ever dude has like the seat most epic hanger ever like it's just like oh we just need to make sure that he eats you know when he needs to eat other than that it's mm-hmm. just like you know guys like smiles and sunshine yeah uh, and i for some people uh, it is genuinely a real thing so uh one thing yeah so first thing i noticed was uh, is hanger hunger you know being mm-hmm. more i don't know if it's blood sugar i've never looked up the science of it but i'm sure that mm-hmm. there is a chemical reason but sometimes even from the first bite of food i'll immediately feel better um, and it's just a matter of uh, having snacks and keeping snacks on you and uh, which is uh i'm pro snacks i, 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 I can totally you see well. you being a snack guy i, I, I can <laughs> like, see you being on set with like a tool belt and then like half the tool belts are just like little snacks. One time I was at work. Okay. So I don't wear a tool belt, but I do wear a fanny pack. And uh, uh, one time when I was, I was at a championship wrestling uh, uh, events that I was running. So, so you mentioned before that I'm the uh, executive uh, production manager um, of the United wrestling network as a whole. But one of our main shows, I was the executive producer and showrunner for four for about a year. And uh, at that point, while I was running around doing many things, I'd set my fanny pack down and when I came back, someone had filled it with jelly beans and uh, <laughs> it's like individual, like they were wrapped. So it wasn't like just full of gel, like, uh, and, yeah. you, know, you know, unprotected jelly beans. But uh, I thought that was so funny. Um, <laughs> and I was like, they think they're just pranking me, but they actually just gave me 10 snacks. So I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, thank you. Whoever did this. Yeah. That keeps the hanger at bay. There you go. Right. <laughs> and it's funny too, because again, if it, uh, not that I'm going to talk about wrestling a lot, but uh, in, the worlds of, uh, you know, my pro wrestling TV shows, I am often trying to get other people to show their anger, show that their passion through, you know, through the camera, not just in a way of beating people up, but also shouting and saying like, oh, I'm going to come get you or whatever to show how they feel. So interesting dynamic to remain calm and notice how things make certain people feel, but then describe to them, like, imagine this is happening and then this happened, this happened, you're hungry. Uh, you know, you're really tired. You couldn't sleep all last night, whatever, whatever. And so thinking about all those things and adding body feel to it, not just the head thing, like, I'm a, I'm ba- I'm yelling cause I'm a bad guy. No, it's like, give, you know, you have to have motivation, motivation. That's, yeah. It's and, a, it's an interesting point you, you're bringing up. Do you feel that like, because you've had those struggles with anger and because you've started to like uh, deal with it more of like a therapeutic sense uh, that you feel like you have a better understanding of how to get those feelings out of, you know, other people. 
I sure hope so. Um, I definitely feel like I, because of the thought put into it that I can find those avenues. Uh, but I'd also say that uh, kind of being in touch with those side of things from, uh, I'm also a writer. Uh, I know we all wear a lot of hats, but I, I studied screenwriting and playwriting in college. And so a lot of that was get kind of getting into mindsets and trying to, again, find the motivations, like you say, just down to the, you know, down to the wire there, down to the bare bones of what your story is or what, what your, when your story is always what your character is. So mm-hmm. what is that person experiencing? And then back to what have I felt when I've been experiencing that? What have other people felt when I've noticed them experiencing that? Um, and in the case of plays or screenplays or wrestling matches, you know, you want them to essentially make the wrong decision because that means it'll create conflict. So how do people even avoiding trying to avoid conflict sometimes creates a bigger conflict because yeah. it's pushing things down, uh, which you're is not dealing is, with the situation, which is not dealing with the situation, which is another thing that adds to anger because or it can add to anger because then it just builds up and builds up and builds up. And then that's when your person who is very even keeled all the time flips that switch and uh, so, if they are not able to control it, which is, uh, you know, unexpected so, and troubling. Uh, after going to, you know, like, uh, you know, the one-on-one therapy and the group therapy and, mm-hmm. and kind of like taking a look at, at all this stuff and like dealing with like, you know, the, uh, your anger, did you, were you able to identify like specific things or like, uh, more generalized terms, things that you found were, uh, causing you to kind of like snap, uh, you had mentioned, you know, uh, like, you know, hanger being like one of the things, but were there other uh, were there other things that would trigger you? And do you feel that they were linked somehow? Um, linked somehow, meaning what? Like linked to each other? Or, yeah. Like, uh, well, like, do you, would do you, did you have like different things that would like, you know, seem unrelated, but there was actually related in like some sort of uh, way, in a, you know, that you were linking them together, like emotionally or from like a, an experience, I, a, a trauma? I think so. Um, so, like I mentioned before, hunger, pretty basic, um, tiredness also, uh, you know, everyone experiences that mm-hmm. those are things that I can control things that are harder to control emotionally, uh, mm-hmm. where I figured out through these different, uh, avenues of noticing how I felt is that feeling embarrassed is like an automatic thing that shoots me into like a very mm-hmm. high anger situation. Interesting. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> in, uh, I guess more of a Freudian way when I was, when I was a little kid, uh, I was the baby in my family. And kids always pick on each other. That's how it is. Um, you know, kids you, someone picks on. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the, the shorter version of saying it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, traditionally, the uh, at least the uh, uh, you know American way of dealing with that is someone picks on you, you pick on them back. Hopefully, you're even. Um, but being the baby in my family, I could just never catch up to the way that my older uh, sisters and my brother would. Uh, uh, you know, pick on me. And that, I don't think it's that they were doing anything wrong. They were being children. We were all children. Yeah. But um, I was very quick to feel embarrassed um, because of those things. Cause I, even when I felt like, Oh, I'm going to get them and I'm going to get them. They would always get, you know, I was never quite there. Uh, so I that... link... Yeah. Yeah. So I would say to link feelings back to anger, like you're saying, if there's other things like that. So not embarrassment, I think is what based on those situations could be linked also closely to inadequacy or, if, you know, the perceived inadequacy. Um, you know, that you're not good enough or that, uh, uh, you know, that no matter what you're able to do, maybe there's someone who's, or some outside force that you can't control because, uh, you can only control what you do. That is true. It, it's, uh, it's very interesting that like it, they all kind of like link back to, to that. Um, do you feel that 
you had like similar situations with like say like kids in like school other than like your your siblings that would you know pick on you and have like that you know that uh that's that uh that kind of dynamic yes um i think that i've come to realize i'd say more recently is that with kids and you know friends and uh, close people that i'm have been familiar with throughout my life uh sometimes i feel like i i get i could get upset because uh they're not acting the way that they, I thought that they acted, they would act when I thought about the situation before we had this conversation, um, which is a lot to went back there. But um, it's almost like you and I had, you know, imagine me imagining us having this talk now and me, uh, you know, kind of coming back at you as if we had said, okay, you're going to say this and then you're going to say this and you're going to say this, but JD didn't follow the script because he wasn't in the dream in my head, um, gotcha. which uh, I'm not sure how to went back that beyond, uh, you know, just kind of thinking about how ridiculous that idea is. Um, but I'd say in terms of, uh, that's my dog sport. Hi, sport. He is, he, he's also very upset a lot, but, uh, <laughs> unfortunately he doesn't speak English, so I'm not sure what to do. Um, besides give him, uh, you know, pets. And I believe he has a thunder blanket that we sometimes put on him. Oh, and, and uh, cuddles. And, and cuddles, of course. Yeah. So the thunder blanket effectively cuddling, um, <laughs> <laughs> there. So, uh, sorry, I got a little off track there. Yeah, no, it's um, not good. So you're, you were saying that like. Uh, so if you were to, ha- you would have like a preconceived notion of what a conversation or interaction would be, and then you would actually have that interaction and that would be a potential trigger. Yes. Um, mm. it just, yeah, I don't, that's just the way that I thought when I was younger, uh, there wasn't a lot of, you know, reality to it, I guess. And so that was the thing that I had to shake out. And even, even now still happens every once in a while. I'm like, Oh no, this is what's happening here. And this, uh, why, I would think that things would be different um, or because I guess I hadn't, I, did, I wasn't noticing things. I wasn't being mindful when I could have been. Interesting. It also um, stuff like that. It sounds very uh, linked to anxiety where it's like we, we you're, you're striving to have uh, a sense of control over a situation or a sense of like, Oh, you know, this is definitely what's going to happen. And like not knowing or like having something different happen that was outside of your control would be like a trigger for you to have like an emotional reaction. Mm-hmm. when uh when did you feel you started to unpack that this was going on and start to like go and you know see if there was something when did you feel that there was you came to the realization that there was a different way possibly for you to uh interact instead of letting your anger get the best of you um there was a moment, I guess about five years ago um where I just was at a crossroads I was moving out of the house I'd lived in for a while and kind of jumping into a, uh, uh, you know, a different work life. I was trying to focus more on, uh, on the wrestling stuff that I'm doing now, um, as opposed to just kind of finding random gigs as I, I come from TV production and, uh, you know, set life and things like that. And so a lot of that I was noticing in how I talk to people or how, uh, I guess a couple, a series of conversations, um, where I said very mean things to people who did not deserve it. Um, that when that they threw that back in my face, uh, in a way that I had to be like, Oh, I'm wrong here. Uh, and that was not something that I could see before because, uh, you know, neither of us are right or wrong, but the ways that we talk to each other, um, uh, were not less than diplomatic. Most... There you go. Less than diplomatic. Yeah. <laughs> So, cause like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't a, uh, I wasn't a shouty person. I'm still not really a shouty person. 
Um, but I, a way to tying back again to my, my, my brother and my sisters, uh, is if you got it, like a, I, I would go for the jugular when I was a kid, cause in trying <laughs> to avoid the, and that's snaps, insults, everything. So as one does with their siblings, that's what you do. And like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying it was great behavior. This is just what my upbringing was. And I think it reflects a lot of other people as well. Um, and I wouldn't say they were bullying me. I don't think it's anything along those lines. I think we lived in a pretty healthy home. Yeah. I, um, I think it's just like a, a natural thing for like, you know, little kids who are like siblings who are related to kind of just be a little bit more raunchy and uh, rough, you know, physically and emotionally with one another than they would be with like other people. Just cause like you're living with those people and your kids and you have no idea how to interact with people and you're learning how to emotionally, you know, yeah. you know, grow and like be in like close proximity. It's just, it's a, there's a lot of uh, room for edit for, for error and things like that to happen. Mm-hmm. So, I totally I understand what you're what you're saying in that uh, yeah you know, that context. Um, so that, but so as when just, you become an adult, though, you shouldn't really. That's not acceptable behavior. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Five years old uh, will teach you to not do that. You right. Know, yeah. Twenty five. All right. We gotta we gotta stop that. Um. So it, like within the last five years, basically, is when you're you've been having this uh, this epiphany. That's. That also very much surprises me because like I've known you for basically shortly after I moved out here the, uh, the first time to moved out to Los Angeles back in like what 2014 is when I met you 2015. Yeah. So was, yeah, that was right when I got here. Even even when uh you know like I first met you you're always very like happy, jovial, very like laid back. So like I'm again I'm I'm surprised that like that <laughs> was an issue like when I first met you like an underlying thing yeah um i'm trying to think because like uh, i don't know if i would have been in situations with you where anything would have kind of piqued that anger um uh, yeah normally we would like meet up over food so the snack thing was never an issue yeah okay so there you go so the snack <laughs> thing is taken care of whether we were meeting up for food or i think i maybe have had thanksgiving with y'all once oh yeah, um, yeah you came over with like you brought like a, a really nice vegan dish I did. I probably brought a tofurkey or no, I, I probably brought a chicken pot pie or a veggie pot pie. I should say. I think that's um, what you brought over. Yeah. Cause that's, that's a pretty dynamite dish that I can fall back on. Um, and especially if I'm hungry. So, well, thank um, you very much for bringing it. Yeah, you know, of course. Yeah. Six, seven years later. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, uh, I don't know. I don't think you were, we were really around each other enough to see like uh, frustrating situations unfold. Um, cause I think things come out of work and things like that too. Gotcha. Where yeah. uh, uh, in addition to other things that might trigger me, I think fairness or unfairness is uh, another thing that gets to me is because it's one of those feelings where uh, uh, that ties back to powerlessness, which you talked about in your introduction. Um, yeah. And uh, I think that that was a big factor because when we were uh, so when I was in anger management, um, when I got there, I felt like I knew everything already, which I think is a tendency of me as uh, 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 the type of person I am. I think both. So I don't know if you're into astrology. I'm not really, but I find it amusing. So I do it uh, or I look it up um, as of this. I believe Mercury is still in retrograde, which is bad business. So as it's there's, bad news. I know, that's Mercury like the is only, eliminated, everyone. That's the only um, thing that I know is that like, you know, Mercury, record, uh, Mercury retrograde <laughs> is bad and I'm an Aquarius. Oh, and you're an Aquarius. Oh, no. So based on um, if there's any astrologists here, they're probably uh, uh, they're probably like, oh, my God. They, you know, they... chomping on their keyboards or their phones to Kurokas, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's allegedly uh, 
retro uh, mercury retrograde during an Aquarius cycle is supposed to be bad for technology. So among the things that affect people, it's also supposed to uh, make uh, bad things happen. So if anything happens while like you're the, editing this, or while like you're like this the together, stock market going down, like specifically right. the technology thing. So or like it wasn't. It's not my fault if I don't remember to turn the audio back from loop back to computer to my headphones. That's because it's Mercury's in retrograde. So I mean that totally makes sense. Oh man. Um. But All sorry. Coincidences. <laughs> See, uh, with with people like you who I know who can just kind of riff whenever. A lot of times, I just <laughs> I, my tendency is just to go and see how long it can go, and uh, I I find that endlessly amusing, especially with people who don't know that I'm joking. Because um, like you know things you like do, that. You do then, sometimes have then a very they, deadpan a, delivery. Yes, that is Although absolutely accurate. You do have a very like telltale smirk that I, I I'm starting to pick up on. So if you get that little gleam in your eye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um so to tie it back to all that i was going to say because both i am a, i'm a virgo and i'm a slytherin to be nerdy about it i think that uh being really prepared are things that i would that fall into the type of person i am so when i got into anger management i felt like i knew everything that they had said already but it was interesting to hear what other people shared because they had been uh no one was like assigned from like jail or anything but uh it was all situations mostly people who were older than me um who had you know marital things or things like that come up mm-hmm. and uh like a lot of it was like because we talked about hey what made you angry this week or whatever whatever and uh i remember one woman uh every single week she would say what made me angry this week is that i had to repeat myself and she said that every single week which i couldn't laugh at the time but in my head i'm like she has to repeat herself about that she's repeating herself all the time um which uh, i the both sides of the coin on that it's like that's the irony, sad, but that's also highly ironic. Um, and just being like, is anyone else? Is anyone else saying this? Okay, <laughs> they probably were. They were just like, let's not point it out. But I think I noticed about those folks is though those that no one seemed prepared. Like nobody seemed like they had thought about anger management whatsoever. If especially if it was a big enough of an issue in their lives that they actively sought out therapy for it, especially this group, or even if someone put them up to it for you know lack of a better expression, mm-hmm. I would think that everyone would be go into it being like, okay, I'm going to do this. I am actually going to change things in my life. Um, and I found that that was not the case whatsoever. Um, so in you asking about like even that you didn't know that I was uh, you know could had the potential to be an angry person when, either when you met me or more recently. Uh, I think that's because I'm, for better or worse, I'm in my head about it, um, and at least listening to what my brain is saying, um, whether or not it makes sense, and just trying to be like, okay, no, we need to eat. I know maybe we're a little tired, so let's get a coffee. Um, or if none of that's working, uh, meditation uh, is, I think, a big, big uh, helping factor with that. Did you start doing uh, like the meditation after the starting like the the therapy in 2017, or have? So I did. But when I started, I was like, oh, I'm such a person cut out to do meditation. I don't know why it's taken me this long to do it. Um, Because it really I think a lot of it really uh, fits, uh, uh, for lack of a better expression, the vibe um, that I can carry about kind of like you said, well, you know, can be kind of laid back or chill or not, you know, things are fine. Like, okay. Um, and I you think carry, that... you carry the the air of someone who is always Zen. Like I, I half expect you to just like float around on like a Nimbus cloud <laughs> when you're at home. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I move like a nun where I don't actually walk. I just kind of go like this. It's like mm. <laughs> we have to get you like a nice long flowy robe. So this way it look it actually like looks like right. That. Man, so cool. <laughs> um, yeah, and so. <laughs> 
what was the question <laughs> oh did, did you start doing uh meditation after you know you decided to start going to therapy or was this something you started doing like beforehand uh no so it was something i started doing afterwards and that was another thing where i was like i don't know if i believe in this but i'll try it because why not um and uh, i did find that it noticeably helped it made me calm down even if it's just a matter of like focusing on your breath and like kind of chilling your body out that way physically i was mm. i remember asking one of my uh, therapists like hey uh, like is this really gonna work and they're like look it's not gonna work like it's not you're not gonna go from a you know a 10 to a zero but you might be able to get from like if you know what i mean by that like yeah. you might if your like anger level is like a seven it can probably bring you down to a four if you do it regularly and that is a significant difference, I think. Yeah, um, no, that's very and like significant. Then, so I was like, okay, so that's kind of the mindset that I thought with that. Um, so at first I did a lot of guided meditations, which you can find many of on YouTube and Spotify um, mm. and elsewhere. And uh, I still, I actually still like guided meditations because I find uh, the voices to be relaxing. But there are uh, a number of meditation apps that exist. Uh, I think of yeah. Calm and uh, oh, there's another one that's more popular that I can't remember. Um, Anyway, uh, uh, those, we can, we can you know, find links for stuff and you can find links. There are links here um, and here and here and here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if, if we find the links, we'll put them in the description at the end. So if anybody wants headspace. to check them out, headspace. Yeah. But I, I think um, just like uh, kind of like going off on a side conversation here. Sure. I, I think, you know, myself included originally, uh, I think a lot of people have like a weird uh, thought or feeling towards the idea of meditation. Cause I feel like, you know, whenever you think of meditation, you always think, uh, like if you've never done it before, you, you think of like, you know, meditating in like a movie or in, like a book mm -hmm. or a comic book. And it's always like people are having like vivid visions that they actually like see stuff. They get transported somewhere where it's like, it's not really what meditation is. Meditation is literally just sitting there and being mindful in the moment and clearing your mind. And I'll tell you what, You've like, and if you've you know done a lot of meditation, even a little bit of meditation, you'll know this. Being in the moment is so hard. It's you don't realize hard. Yes, it's like you don't realize it's like okay, just think about your breath, and you're like, I have to get gas in my car. I'm like, no, that's what we're doing. We're no, it's yeah. like sit there and just think about your breath for two minutes, one minute, for ten seconds, and then you're like, and oh man, I can like, really go for a fucking bean burrito right now. You're like, no, right, no. and it's like, no, 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 no. Be here, be present. Just the breath. That stuff is that stuff can wait. And doing this for a minute, two minutes, three minutes, 10 minutes, whatever, just in still small chunks of time. Yeah. That's, you know, that, that's, uh, you know, that it, it does add up. And it really does of, but like being able to do that, though, like definitely helps one mm -hmm. with being able to control their thoughts. Let's say they do suffer from, you know, bursts of anger. They suffer from anxiety. They suffer from depression or, or any, any number of things being able to control uh what you're feeling with logic by but still allowing yourself to feel those things but acknowledging okay i can control where my my thoughts go like that that's a big thing that's really powerful mm -hmm. yeah no absolutely um i'd say and then being able to control your thoughts uh through i'd say through some meditation uh, that's why I recommend guided meditations for beginners, especially not that I'm at intermediate, even I would still consider myself a beginner. Mm -hmm. um, but in, it gives you something to think about, even though you're not really supposed to be thinking. So you can be listening to the person speak and that helps. Um, also, there are some, even if you don't have uh, one with words, sometimes there'll be little bells or chimes, or things like that. 
um, that help try to bring you back to uh, thinking about the breath and whatnot as one of the practices. So it sounds like meditation has been like a pretty powerful thing for you and like learning to like conquer, you know, the struggles that you were going through. Do you feel like there are other things you've implemented in your daily life or in like your, your life in general that, like, that help you maintain uh, kind of control over like those, those outbursts? Absolutely. Um, so another way to practice is to kind of notice things that are going on. Oh, that's obviously we talked about that, but uh, keeping logs. I, when I first started, I, I was given this book, um, show up to flip oh. around. It's the anger cool. control workbook, uh, which is just full of different exercises and things like that. It talks that early on, it really uh, talks about keeping an anger log. Um, and so that for every day. So it's like, these are things that made me upset today, how I felt at the time. Let me look, just look at one. Um, it's such a cool thing that like they have, they have like a, you know, it's basically, it's, it seems like a, like a journal, but it's more of like a guided journal to be like, Oh, this right. is what you need to be focusing I'd say, on. Cause in, in a lot of situations, like, um, like, or even for folks who can't maybe can't afford therapy or anything like that, or even if, even when, if you are going to therapy, if you're only with that therapist, for, you know, 45 or 50 minutes, uh, once a week, like that doesn't cover it. Like you can't concentrate everything into that one session. Like yeah. once you got on there, you need some kind of tools and, so I was thankful that um, my first doctor recommended this, this book. Um, Cause like, for example, it'll be like, okay, anger log. First thing is uh, what's the pain or stress? What, you know, I feel whatever uh, provocative. What's a provocative situation. Someone cut me off. What were your trigger thoughts? Uh, you know, whatever, whatever anger rating, this book goes from one to a hundred. And I usually say one to 10, but that's what it was, what your behavior was so how you reacted to it actually. And then uh, if you feel like it was, if it affected you positively or negatively and how you thought it felt affected others positively or negatively. Um, so that's the thing about uh, anger is it really, it affects others, but it really digs at you too. Even if, whether yeah. you hold it in or you outburst, like uh, it's going to hurt you first. Um, yeah. Cause it's, it's stemming from you. Cause it's, you're, you're yeah. the one feeling it. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting that they have like the number thing. Um, yeah. yeah just, and then, you know, I was going to say like the, just as a side note, uh, for me, like I, I've just had issues with anxiety. Um, so like one of the things, like when I first started going to therapy, like trying to get into a rhythm with, with my therapist and figure out the best way for me to like start expressing myself and like talking to her and like conveying what I was going through. Uh, just for me personally, uh, applying like a number, like scale system was really difficult. Um, just cause like, I always felt like there was, even even now, even with therapy, like there's always a constant anxious hum that's just there. So if like if mm-hmm. anyone has tinnitus, mm-hmm. there's always that constant hum in your ears. Like you can hear things, you can have a regular conversation, you don't have to yell, like you're, you're hearing stuff, but there's always a hum. So like for me, like that anxiety is always there. So like I always felt it difficult to like put like a number on stuff because it's like, well. I mean, it's always there. So would that be zero? Would that be one? Would that be like five? Yeah, what's like, your baseline? What, what, yeah. So, and then like if I just, I felt stuff, it would be like uh, either uh, always there. Uh, there would be like something's bothering me, but I can function or like I'm having a full blown fucking like anxiety attack and I literally am just like hyper focused on it and can't do anything. So, like, that, that's usually how, how like I would think. So, I, I can only imagine that there are people out there who are like, having issues with their anger uh, that have a constant feeling like that too, especially if like they don't necessarily know 
what might be causing or like, uh, you know, triggering that anger. There might be like a constant hum of anger or like you, you said a lot of your anger was stemmed from like a feeling of like embarrassment or like there might be like, you know, a constant underlying like other feeling that is there all the time. And then you might either be like, oh, I'm angry. Just don't talk to me. Or like you have a fucking blowout and you're like throwing shit across the room kind of thing. Man, yesterday I was on Hollywood Boulevard and I was watching a guy across the street who was walking up to every storefront, kicking the window if they had a sign or like a light up, you know, uh, something he would kick that, try to break it. He was trying to break into an ATM. You, he, there was a stanchion outside of one. So he took it and he threw it into the street, which is full of cars. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that. I'm like, I wonder what's going on in that guy's head and um, how things might be different if, uh, you know, one or two small things might change in his life. Um, and yeah. I'm not saying that to be like judgmental or look down on anyone or anything like that. Yeah, so but like, like you, you, so you physically so. saw someone, you know, out mm-hmm. in the real world having this, you know, this this angry outburst that was like he was he was consciously going out of his way to try and be aggressive towards these mm-hmm. things. And like it's probably most likely a sign of anger. Just I would throwing think it so. out there. Yeah. So uh, I've, we got a little sidetracked, but um, what uh, I think the, the question was like, what do you feel uh, other than the meditation uh, that you've implemented? Oh, you said the, 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 the writing has been a big thing. Yeah. Um, do you feel that there any, there's anything else other than the meditation and the writing? Are those like your two like go-to things where like you're able to meditate oh, and be in the moment and then like you're able to like physically write out and see what it is that was making mm-hmm. you angry? Um, I would say with those two, those are main ones. Another offshoot of the uh, uh, the workbook here is keeping uh, like an emotional journal or diary. I'm not exactly, I forget what it's called, but it's kind of writing down how you're feeling. Um, and that at least gets it somewhere. So it's not someone's face, it's into a notebook page. But uh, on those are like less active things. I also find exercise is really, really helpful. Ooh, um, yeah. And I know that's, it's helpful for other, other conditions as well, like other, you know, things that might affect the mind. Um, and yeah, so, that whole, which, uh, which is yeah. that runner's high thing is definitely like mm-hmm. a real fucking thing <laughs> in that even with like just like you know like exercising at a gym like you still get that endorphin rush mm-hmm. and unfortunately a lot of us has not been able to get to the gym the past two years uh, as you know for, for a while gyms are closed down uh, mm-hmm. because of uh, you know covid and then even as they're starting to open back up again uh, there's still a great risk for infection and so uh, yeah. that keeps people away as well like myself um, luckily I do have a couple of weights in my backyard, but that doesn't mean I'm, you know, I can't, yeah. it's a different than going to the gym, but yeah, doing like, some kind of exercise, going on walks. I was hiking recently. I love hiking as well. Um, I kind of just imagine you doing like handstand, like push-ups, like in the backyard, <laughs> like free form, learning how to like walk man, into the kitchen. I, uh, what's it called? A couple of years ago, I had a t-shirt uh, that was written upside down on purpose because it was a uh, a reference to a wrestling move that flips you uh, on your head. That's really and funny. I'm like, I'm never going to have a situation where this is going to make sense to other people. And then I went, I was doing handstand push-up once, push-ups once, and uh, with the help of others, because I wasn't <laughs> great at it. And they said, oh, that, I get it now. Let me take a photo. And so I have a photo of me upside down, but, the, you know, you could read the shirt because it was <laughs> Sunset Flip was the name of the move. That's but, really um, funny. Mm. And I, I very much appreciate that shirt now. Yeah. Well, uh, I... <laughs> Any kind of shoulder push-ups or uh, push-ups in general are tricky for me, but uh, like, just like anything else, keep working on it. Uh, you know, 
and, and that'll it'll improve. But, yeah. Well, from what I know of you, Nick Bonanno, uh, I feel like you're the kind of person that can literally just like tackle anything and conquer anything. Just throwing it out there. Well, that's what I hope for. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna say because uh, I've had folks say to me that they admire that I'll just go for stuff, then be like, I'll just decide like I'm doing this now, and then I'll just go do it. Yeah, like, like I never, I never built a coffin before, and uh, you know, you're like I only build a coffin. And say like uh, I'll show you. I made a model, which I'll show you right now. It's on my desk. Uh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's the model of the coffin made out of yeah, cardboard. So this, I love it. There's a scale model. Uh, on top of it is the skull that I usually keep with me, but um, you have to, because yeah, you have to. It makes sense. It's very fitting. And then, uh, uh, did you work on the production of Hamlet that was uh, at the BBR theater? Or was I did new? not. I did not. I uh, I came around after that was done. Copy. Yeah, I forgot um, what was going on uh, when I came around. It might have been. Who knows? I don't remember. Totally. Anyway, um, yeah. So I had never done that before, and I was like, someone approached me and said, "Hey, do you think that you could build this?" And I said, "Yes, I can." And interestingly enough, I had been already thinking about building a coffin because sometimes I'll just get a, an idea in my head. I'm like, I wonder if I could do this. I wonder if I could do that. And then, and then life a situation arose. Well, yeah, exactly. A situation arose with uh, one of the shows that I do in uh, Arizona. Um, championship wrestling from Arizona, and they wanted a match where uh, the in order to win the match, you have to throw someone into a coffin and close the lid. Uh, there are far <laughs> more ridiculous wrestling stipulations, but that was the one that we went with for that storyline. Oh, that was um, a great one. Also, I think all the the uh, the astrology buffs are having like a field day with this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Please, uh, I would love to be corrected on all of this. Is um, even like something came up not too long ago where uh, uh, I was at I was at work and. Um, uh, one of the other bosses came up to me and said, Hey, someone here, we don't know which one it was said some wrong information to some people. And they're kind of like, uh, you know, uh, kind of roasting us about it. And, uh, I was like, Oh man, I like, like, was it me? And they're like, we don't know. And I'm like, look, I'm not, I don't care that they're making fun of us. I, I care that I'm wrong. Like, I want to be right about this. Like whatever it was, let's fix that. Um, you're like, correct. So, me. I think that's yeah, also me, so. something really, uh, really important to, to point out because you said that in, you know, in the past, the big trigger for your anger was a feeling of embarrassment. And here mm -hmm. was something where, like, you know, if you're wrong, it could be a trigger for embarrassment. But you're like, you, you handled it in a very, like, calm manner. You're just like, oh, I might be wrong. If I am, let's mm -hmm. fix it. And like, that was that was the important thing. Like, you accept it. It's like, oh, I'm human, you know everyone's wrong from time to time that that i think is a big sign that like you know you're what you're using to implement to uh keep you know those anger the the anger outbursts like at bay is mm -hmm. definitely working so bravo nick banana oh. oh good yeah i'm that's that yeah that's the whole point so, <laughs> there you go. well thank you so much for taking the time to chat nick and you know Absolutely. thank you very much for you know, like opening up and, you know, letting your, your guard down a little bit. Cause yeah, again, I've known you for almost a decade at this point. And, uh, yeah. you know, this is the first time, like we're really having, you know, this kind of conversation specifically, uh, about, about anger. And so I, I very much appreciate you, you know, opening up and sharing. Yeah. Thank you for allowing this platform and for myself and for a number of other individuals to talk about this as uh, you know, mental health is becoming more of a, a topic that people will feel comfortable talking about. Because um, I think the fact that it wasn't for so long, um, and in some situations still isn't for among certain yeah. groups, uh, I think that just makes things worse, exacerbates them to use a fancy word. 
Yeah, yeah, man. And, you know, thank you for being one of, uh, you know, one of the, the spearheads to come through and show others that it's okay. And that like, we're not really alone. Not and alone. Uh, I truly believe that the more we as a society feel comfortable opening up about our struggles, the more it will help others to realize that they really are not alone. Everyone has the inner strength to face whatever life puts along their path. So thank you again, Nick, for taking the time to chat. And thank you everyone that has tuned into this episode if anyone watching finds that they are struggling with their mental health please do not be afraid to reach out to your friends family or a mental health professional i'll place a link in the description of this video that will have some information and connections to further resources and until next time remember that you always have the strength to conquer your battlefield mm -hmm.